Okay, for our message this afternoon, it'll be brought to us by Mr. David Hope, and it is entitled, A House Divided. Thank you, Mr. Whit. Good afternoon, everyone. People, and good afternoon, everyone that's out there in whatever land it is out here. Some people may not even be watching today, but you know, may, may vicariously come across it someday in the future. And if you do, after listening to my message, go to the first message we had today on the same day and listen to Matthew Steele's message. I think you'll very, very much get a lot out of it. And kind of, I really kind of wish he'd take my notes and finish it. He's such a good speaker. But anyway, uh, I definitely recommend uh, you and his message before. I guess the reason for my message today, there are several things. Uh, I did change my mind like normal. I changed my mind a few times. I just felt, felt, felt compelled to go in this direction. And But anyway, I perceived, as many of you have and many of you have expressed, the anxiety among people, the sometimes fear among people, and even among our church brethren, even among some of our families and some of our neighbors. Because basically what's going on in, in the world today and what's going on primarily with our country, you know, it's, uh, you know, Matthew did a very, very good job of explaining that. And, you know, messages have been coming up in the past in our congregation about the perilous times. This has been coming on for now probably, what, a year and a half or two years from some of our speakers in the Tulsa area from here and also at the Feast of Tabernacles. And, and it just seemed like things are warming up more and more so. And I've made a comment. Before I used to, in my zeal, would be on the bandwagon and telling people, you know, the end is coming, America's going to fall, this is going to happen, and all that, you know. And, of course, I quit setting dates like a lot of you uh, quit setting dates years ago, but we felt like, well, it is going to come. And then we excused ourselves and said, well, the apostles look for that, you know, the New Testament church. But some of these days it will come. And, and like some of the, not necessarily proof, but things that would further substantiate it, where we are in, in uh, the technology of today, you know, we mentioned before, you know, about the ability of mankind destroying mankind off of earth. And that didn't happen until basically, I think some of us older people and some of our age, you know, Lucille and, and the Gregories and, and myself and, and my young bride and Maxine, but anyway, a lot of that, a lot of the stuff really couldn't happen until today. And, and that's another message. Those others, you guys have probably have already heard me say it, and others have said it too. But we realize that there are uncertain times. There's disturbing times that we live in today. The anarchy that we're beginning to see in our country. And Matthew mentioned a few of those things. And the extreme distrust and disrespect for our leaders of our country. I'm, I'm going to mention here just a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the word anarchy. I think that probably has more priority over the other things, even though that's not going to be my main message. But 
I do want to mention that in the fact that we are experiencing to a certain extent anarchy. And one of the dictionary definitions is lack of government. The absence of any formal system of government in a society. Chaotic situations. A situation in which there is a total lack of organization or control. And here are some synonyms of that. Disorder. Can we see disorder? Chaos. Lawlessness. And a lot of this has been building up, like I said, over the summer, quite a bit, you know, the riots, many other things. And some of the governments in certain cities and states are allowing it, even encouraging it. Anarchism, revolution, mayhem, rebellion. Another word I don't use very much, but uh, mobocracy, which is a, a riot, which is a, a riot. Um, controlled by riots, I'm not riot, but mob, mob, mob ruling, riots. We've become a nation that is deeply divided, and that's probably one of the messages, I mean one of the things I'm going to dwell on. Uh, deeply divided, uh, Matthew mentioned, and I've got my notes, tremendously deeply divided politically, even within some of our own families, you know, the people that uh, have different ideologies than what individually we have. We have different ideologies even in the churches of God. Some people may not believe exactly like you. You know, you may be very fervent in, in your opinion about things. You're very opinionated about, as uh, Doyle and I were talking earlier, about issues. I don't well, I don't want to get too much into politics, but I, I, I don't like to, and, and I do vote. I didn't used to for a long time, but I don't like to vote for individual people as much as I like to vote and let my voice be heard because of issues. And I've heard, you've heard me say that up here a number of times too, and I don't want to be too redundant. But someone, the, the issues that I identify with more than the others, I will give credence to them. If someone is out here trying to promote abortions, and I've already mentioned things of that nature, and I may get in trouble someday for mentioning that because it's on tape. You know, I can't deny what I've said. But if some people are out here trying to promote the killing of little babies, newborn babies even sometimes now, but especially even all the way up to the last, just before they're born, and funding companies that will perform those and trying to do that or if you see somebody else that opposes that that's trying to stop the doors they quit the funding of it and they quit trying to do abortions that's a point very strongly from me from my moral standpoint my bible standpoint so i'm going to go along with that same way with many other things and i've said some of these things the morality that some of us hold very deeply to and some things that are repulsive to us that uh, other people may think it's okay, but we do have we do have division. We there are even uh, divisions in our country racially. You know, for a lot of us, it's hard for us to understand that. You know, we uh, I don't know anybody in here that is 
a racist. I really don't. I, I don't know anybody even in the, uh, the old church that we went to for a number of years. I don't know anybody that's racist. Now, I know a lot of people that I grew up with are racist. Even some of my uh, forefathers and family members were racist. And my kids didn't even know what the N-word meant. And I don't mean just to brag. I just didn't want my kids saying those words, you know, about black people. When we were at the feast one time in Big Sandy, Texas, one of our first years at the feast down there, my oldest son was about, what, three or four years old, and we were at a Johnny Casey's or one of the restaurants there in, in uh, Longview, I guess it was, and um, he had to go to the bathroom, and so the uh, 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 busboy, I guess it was, or maybe a waitress or waiter, uh, took him to that, and he came back, and Charles said, a burnt man took me to the bathroom. He didn't even know what the word meant, you know. He just said, he just thought it was a burnt man, you know, because he was black. And I'm proud of the fact that I'm not a racist, and, and my friends aren't racist. But the country is becoming, and it seems to me like it has been for about the last six or seven, eight years or so, and here recently it's really getting bad. But anyway, we are, we are divided. We're divided morally, as I mentioned a while ago. And I'm going to read a few scriptures. I'll probably uh, start off with uh, Matthew 12, chapter, verse 22. Wait till my eyes focus so I can see that on the back wall. No. Anyway, Matthew 12, verse 22 through 26. Breaking into some thoughts again. Then was brought unto him, brought to Jesus, one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spoke and saw. Which reminds me of a song we, there's a, a um, religious song we mentioned one night in Bible study up here. Uh, I, I don't remember the name of it, but, you, but uh, ask the blind man, he saw it all. You know, it, it's, a, it's a religious song, uh, I think the Booth Brothers or someone. It's a really a really good song. It's a really jazzy song, but part of the deal in there, you know, all this commotion, this guy running by and everything, and the guy said, well, I wonder what's going on. And, and the melody goes, ask the blind man. He saw it all. You know, a miracle. But anyway, that, that kind of reminds me of that song. Beautiful song. If you get a chance to get on uh, iTunes or something or YouTube or whatever it is and listen to it, I think you'll find it interesting. And a pretty song, too. Anyway, the blind blind and dumb, both spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? You know, like, how could he do that? It's just a man. But here comes the Pharisees. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out de devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. So anytime somebody did something good, and even now a lot of times there's there's something cynical about it. You can't be a good person. You know, somebody's going to criticize you for it. Verse 25. And then Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided, and as Matthew mentioned, against itself is brought to desolation. And every city, and many of our cities are divided, or house divided against itself shall not stand. 
So Jesus is warning people, even though he's uh, defending himself, not defending himself, but proving the fact that he's not he's not Satan. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if we as the people of God, you know, we, if we would allow ourselves, I don't think we will, but if we allowed ourselves to really become verbal and agitated with one another because of our differences of opinion, we can be divided and our church will not stand. And we've seen over the years uh, churches that have started up like ours, and uh, over a period of years they, they end up separating. They become divided among themselves. And as one person mentioned one time, I went to one of the, our other churches, and he said, well, it's a, he, he did a study on churches, why they split and divide. He said, most of them don't, don't divide over doctrine. They divide over procedures. You know, difference of opinion. We're divided. So, uh, but we've done a good job, and I think we will. I think we'll edify one another, encourage one another to, to stay on the right track. Another point I'm wanting to mention, I'll probably spend a little bit more time on this. People curse our leaders as never before. And that, according to the Bible, is wrong. And I want you to listen, and I want to be clear. I didn't write any of the scriptures that I'm fixing to read. They've been around a lot longer than I have been, and I'm not, I didn't write any of these things. And I made the same comment here a couple of months ago. My son asked me to preside over the funeral service for his son, one of my grandsons. And I told them the same thing. I said, what you're going to hear is different than, and I'm not say anything different today. But I told them uh, what, I, what I'm fixing to say may be different than what you have heard. But I didn't put it there. I didn't put it in the Bible. I didn't write it. I'm not that old. And, by the, and I'm not that good at writing either. But I told them, and there were Catholics there, and I knew a lot of the people, you know. Uh, there were Baptists there. And I told my son beforehand, I said, you know, I may, may offend somebody if I say some of these things, you know, that what we really feel and know, but we want to comfort the family. And my daughter-in-law said, no, I want you to do it. And some of the stuff was kind of new to her because she didn't grow up, you know, in our churches. But I told them, you know, and he explained briefly about and the scriptures about David buried and gone, you know, nobody's ascended to heaven and, you know, made the whole thing about, and even mentioned this first resurrection, and blah, 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 you know, and all that. And I told him, I didn't put this in there. I didn't write that in there. You know, in a moment of twinkling of an eye, you know, and all this. I didn't write that. So, I didn't write any of this stuff that I'm fixing to read either. Go with me to Jude. 7 and 9. It's only one chapter in Jude. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, and I read some of this not long ago in a different context, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example of suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, verse 8, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. And do we get that nowadays? Yet Michael, 
the archangel, when contending with the devil, disputed not about the body of Moses, did not bring railing accusation, and said, the Lord rebuke you. So how many people that we know in the world will be that moderate? They may disagree with their leader, but how many of them will, will, will be? And, and sometimes we even get that way. I've, I've been guilty of uh, the last several years of saying things against you know, the people in charge of our country, our leaders, our governors, our president, uh, some of our local leaders. And I've even uh, complained a little bit about Tulsa City Mayor. I'm a city... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a citizen of the city of Tulsa, and I've said some things about him that I probably should not have said. And I did repent. But anyway, and I voted for the guy, so anyway, that, that tells you anything. And like I said, and I don't vote for presidents, or I don't vote for uh, people, personalities, but ideologies. If I feel that one party does a better job, and I don't do straight line. But anyway, but he... But, Michael, the archangel, he said, God rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. Second Peter 2, verse 9 through 11. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise government. How many people now despise government? Presumptuous are they, self-willed, and are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. And I don't know that that means that you can't voice an opinion about them, but you know, how do we do it in our mind, in our attitude, in our approach to people, and, and when we write? How, how do we, according to the Bible, uh, address some of our issues about our leaders. This is the Bible speaking. Verse 11. Whereas angels which are greater in power and in might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. Even angels know their limits. And here's one thing that uh, sometimes we talk about and we uh, especially when we're talking in the church brethren, you know, and the, I don't like that person, I don't like that person, and you know, blah, 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 and all of that. You know, God is the one that sets up kings and presidents, and God's the one that takes them down. And if we don't believe that, why, do, why are we reading the Bible? We really, you know, it, it says that, and I'm, I'm not going to read a bunch of them just because of time, but I will... Uh, read in Daniel second chapter and there are other places like I said you can find them you get on your chain reference thing and get on your concordance and all that Daniel 2 20 through 21 Daniel answered and said blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his and he changes the times and the seasons he removes kings. He can take down any president, any uh, government worker or, or local worker if that's, if that's what he wants, if he wants to abide himself in it. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge unto them that have understanding. 
And I don't think by any means that we have the wisdom we have simply because of our own, because we were born so smart and so wise. I know I wasn't. But, you know, we uh, are familiar with the scriptures over in uh, the wilderness when the children of Israel were, were uh, fixing to build a temple and all of that. And, and God gave wisdom, gave understanding and skill and every one of these uh, crafts that he did. You know, God did that, and he still does, and, and he's still uh, sitting on his throne, and he still can set up kings and pre- presidents and, and rulers and all that, if that's what he wants to do. But anyway, he gives knowledge and he gives understanding. Now we'll come across a few scriptures in the New Testament. And there's many more than what I'm going to read too, but just want to get a point across. Romans 13. I'm glad Matthew saved me his water. Allergies, I guess it is. Actually, I'm not used to talking that much. I could. My wife was grinning back here, like, "What are you saying? That I don't give you a chance to talk?" No, just when you and one of our daughters get together, I don't get to talk much. You know, when one of them takes a breath, boy, you got to get a word in there really quick. But somebody with a low vocabulary, it helps out. You know, so you know, it helps me for my my family to be good speakers. Uh, Romans 13, verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Now, do we believe that or not? Whosoever, therefore, resists the power, resists the ordinance of God. Now, this is the Apostle Paul writing this. Now, do we believe the Apostle Paul? And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, and sometimes I think they are, but, you know, I've got to, re- I've got to go along with that. But to the evil, not, not a terror to good works, but to evil, will you then not be afraid of the power, you know, the power of God? Do that which is good, and you shall have praise of the same. For he is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bears not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. Wherefore, you must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for your conscience sake. For this cause, pay you tribute, you know, pay your tax, pay your tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to tribute. Or to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor unto honor. And Jesus even lived this himself. Remember the time that he and one of his uh, disciples were... I can't remember all the circumstances now, but they asked whether you, do your servants pay tribute, you know. And, and he said, yes. And he gave his servant, I should have got the exact things on this, but he told him to go out and get a fish. You know, when that fish comes, when you get that fish, there's a coin in there, and you bring it, and you'll, we'll pay tribute for you and for me both, you know. So Jesus believed in it, and he practiced it. 
and we should, and we sh and, and I've heard people say, well, I don't pay all my taxes. I'm self-employed, and I don't pay all of my taxes because I don't like what the government does with my money. I don't like them giving all these people that don't deserve it money and all these other things. But that's not the point whether we agree with it or not. The law is we pay our taxes. I've had a lot of people to uh, try to pay me cash and said, I don't need a ticket on that because, you know, I know you should want to put it in your pocket and not record it. I can't do that. Now, I don't mean self-righteously. I'm afraid. You know, I've been in business next month will be 48, 48 years. And I record the jobs I do, the cash jobs I do, because I'm afraid <laughs> I go along with this. I know, it's, I know it's God's principle that I am to pay whatever the government tells me I'm supposed to do. If there are loopholes out here I can get out of it, I take those. And I think some of our millionaires do that too. But uh, I don't do it just simply because I'm such a good person. But I'm, I'm a, I mean, partly it is, but I'm, I'm afraid not to do it. And I can go to sleep at night, and, uh, and I've been audited a couple of times over those years. And I know one time uh, I was out on a job, and I may have mentioned this, and we had these, uh, back before cell phones were really popular, back in the, what, 70s, 80s, I guess, and we had two-way radios like the taxi cabs and the sheriffs and all that have, you know, and, and uh, I was out on a job, I was in transit, I guess, from one job to another, and my wife got on the base unit there and said, uh, 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 IRS is at the door, what do you want me to do? And uh, another guy come on, the, you know, it's open airways, kind of like CB radio, but it's a business band, it's not quite as crowded. He said, tell him to go to hell. <laughs> Fran didn't do that, but anyway, but I've been audited a few times, and, and uh, you know, fortunately, uh, we didn't have any problems. I didn't have to make up any back taxes, and uh, I probably would have. One time I disagreed with uh, uh, some of their uh, deals back in, what, 79, 80, I guess, and and uh, I was going to write a, a letter, and I showed my uh, accountant what I was going to do. Oh, David, don't do that. <laughs> he said, let me write the letter, because you're going to put yourself in jail. But anyway, uh, anyway, I, I, I didn't do that. But I, I'm a firm believer, you know, if, if it's a law, we better do it. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect uh, person. I break the speed limit. I have a couple of times. But anyway. Uh, where did I quit off? Is that verse 11 up there? I guess it is. I've, I changed pages here. I digress. Um, anyway, I'm fin I skipped a few verses there. Uh, Romans still 13, verse 11 through 14. And that knowing the time that is that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. And we mentioned this here a while back, you know. You know, it, it may, all the stuff that we see is just that much more confirmation that these days are probably getting closer. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Verse 13, let us walk honestly as in the day not in rioting and in drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust. 
Yeah, I don't know why I put all that. Anyway, let's go to uh, Titus, third chapter, one through two. Here's a reminder here. Put them in mind, or, you know, make them remember. Put in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, be gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Jump over now to Second uh, Peter 13 through 17. And this is Peter, and I'll quote from Peter again here in a little bit. I'm, I'm about to finish, but anyway, a lot of this writing that I've been reading is from Paul. Uh, Peter is writing this. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. So this is not just Paul. The only one, he's not the only one saying these things. Wherewith, uh, for the Lord's sake, whether it be to kings as supreme or governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that, that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of mal maliciousness but as a servant of God. Verse 17, honor all men, love the brotherhood, you know, love each other, fear God, honor the king. And I guess you could say the president or the, uh, the some of the congressmen, senators that I don't really care about, you know, it's hard, I find it hard to, to honor some of them, but you know, uh, maybe I need to pray about what I do. And here, and, and like I said a while ago, I didn't say it, but I said Peter's going to, here's a, here's a disclaimer for some of this. You know, somebody said, well, you know, what, what if God, they tell us to do something that, that's against God, you know? Well, Peter said, and uh, uh, where is it? Acts 5, verse 29, remember the situation where they were arrested for preaching the gospel, preaching Jesus Christ, and they put him in jail. They got out of jail, then... They, they went and found him again, preaching again. Then Peter and other apostles answered and said to them, you know, this is, this is their answer, we ought to obey God rather than man. So we don't have to do every single thing that our leaders and some of these people are saying. If, it, if it's totally against God, then we have an obligation to, to go the godly way. Like I mentioned in a message here not too long ago, just maybe the last one or so, uh, I quoted in Luke 21 that uh, as mentioned from this pulpit up here in Luke uh, 21, uh, chapter 21, verse 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. So we know that that stuff is coming. 
Remember, if God be for you, who can be against you? You know, there's so many scriptures that way. And as Matthew Steele mentioned a little bit ago in his message, you know, we need to do all we can to do all we can to, to keep the families together, to keep our churches together, to keep unity and keep from being divided. It's so, so easy to become divided. And so if we do these things, this is, this is just a few things, but if we do these things and pray to God and, and uh, study our word, we will stay united and hopefully, and, and I'd like to hear Matthew talk a little bit more on some of the subjects he talked about it, and, and I know we will. But anyway, uh, if you do these things, we will be a whole lot better off and, and a lot more peace of mind. When, and I know that uh, just recently, I've cut back on some of my news watching. I, you know, Jesus said to watch, and there for a long time, uh, I would watch the morning news before I'd go to work in the morning if I was up early enough. I'd watch the 5 o'clock local news. I'd watch the 5.30 national news. Then I'd watch the 10 o'clock late news. You know, it's depressing sometimes when things are going on that way. So anyway, but I don't watch as much news. If something happens that I need to know, I figure some of you guys will tell me, and, and uh, hopefully we won't be divided in it.